Hi, wherever you're listening to me, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's Tech Briefing. In this program, we are slowly diving and researching more on and how we can make voice uh, anti-spoofing solution as well, where uh, we are able to detect whether a voice recording is actually genuine or someone trying to, you know, use algorithms or, or recorded audio to record that audio in order to create a spoofing attack. That's after these headlines. DoorDash, the US food delivery giant, is acquiring Finland-based Volt in an all-stock deal worth 7 billion euros or 8.1 billion dollars, the company said in a press release. The acquisition will accelerate our product development, bring greater focus to each of our markets and improve the value we provide to consumers, merchants, as well as dashers and couriers around the world, Tony Chu, co-founder and CEO of DoorDash, said in the release. Volt was founded in 2014 by Mickey Kuusi, who will run DoorDash International and report to Xu. The Finnish company has over 4,000 employees across 23 countries, mostly in Europe. Facebook, on Tuesday, for the first time, disclosed the prevalence of bullying and harassment on its platform, saying such content was seen between 14 and 15 times per every 10,000 views on its site in the third quarter this year, meaning the July to September period. The company said in its quarterly content moderation report that bullying and harassment content was seen between 5 and 6 times per 10,000 views of content on Instagram. Now called Meta, the company's handling of hate and misinformation is under increased scrutiny around the world after a former employee and whistleblower, Francis Haugen, outed internal documents to support her claims that the company knew how its platforms were being misused but was not doing enough about it. Apple must comply with an order to let developers add external payment options, Judge Yvonne Gonzalez-Rogers ruled denying the company's motion for a stay, The Verge reported. Gonzalez had made this ruling in September in a case between Epic Games and Apple related to the iPhone maker's App Store policies. Apple's motion is based on a selective reading of this court's findings and ignores all of the findings which supported the injunction the judge's new order reads, according to The Verge. Apple said it needed more time to rewrite its anti-steering policies that bar app developers from linking to payment methods outside the iOS App Store. NASA is pushing back its target date for its next crewed lunar landing to 2025 instead of 2024 as originally planned, the US Space Agency said in a press release. NASA blames the delay on recent lawsuits over contracts for the agency's lunar lander, as well as various delays caused by the COVID pandemic. The human lunar return is being planned under a program called Artemis. Under Artemis, NASA hopes to land the first woman and the first person of color on the moon this decade while working to figure out sustainable ways to live and work on the lunar surface, according to The Verge. The program involves the Space Launch System, a massive new rocket NASA has been developing for the past decade to send people into deep space and near the moon in a new crew capsule called Orion, according to The Verge. Face biometrics is increasingly being adopted as a means of authentication, be it just to mark attendance or to authorize access to sensitive data. Correspondingly, spoofs are also increasing. In today's interview, 
Kartikeya Bharadwaj tells me about his company SpoofSense, which offers a technology to detect if a camera is seeing a real live person or if someone is trying to use an image of another person to trick the camera. Kartikeya has recently been backed by 100x VC and has raised some additional angel funding to build out his team. Eventually, SpoofSense, as the product is also called, can be expanded to include voice biometrics as well, he says. Here's more from our conversation. Kartikeya, welcome to this podcast and uh, thank you so much for making time for this. Uh, to get us going, uh, I know you are an engineer and you have a strong interest in deep learning and computer vision and related technologies. Uh, more specific to SpoofSense, uh, what triggered the idea behind uh, SpoofSense? I read that uh, it had something to do with your dad being in the Indian railways and using uh, fingerprint scanners and during covid that became a, a problem and that was one of the uh, things that triggered uh, this idea for you. Uh, maybe you can tell us that story a little bit. Sure. Um, thank you so much for having me, Hari. Um, so um, this was back in July last year in 2020. So for a brief period of time, uh, offices were opening up and uh, my father went back to his office and um, so he realized that, you know, fingerprint based systems for attendance at his office were not getting used anymore because of hygienic reasons. And we were just like having a normal conversation where he mentioned that, uh, you know, we just purchased like a bunch of fingerprint based uh, attendance systems for our office. And um, unfortunately, they're not getting used anymore. And uh, it's, it's, you know, it's a huge waste of money. And we were just wondering, like, you know, what will happen, uh, like you know, all of these fingerprint bi- biometric systems, like enterprise all over the country, not just in India, like, you know, all over the world are now switching from something that is like touch-based so fingerprint-based systems for attendance they work using your fingerprint uh, that in order to do that you have to touch a, a panel where your fingerprint gets recorded and uh, there's the we realized like you know enterprise will make a switch towards a touchless biometric because of hygienic reasons because of covid and uh, it will be like an ir- irreversible change so that's when uh you know uh, he, he just casually mentioned uh can you do something about it and um, for fun, I, I, I had like a Raspberry Pi lying around and I just wanted to, uh, you know, make like a very simple face recognition based uh, system that can record your attendance so that you do, you do not have to touch anything. And um, what I did was I took that Raspberry Pi, it's a small computer, I, I took that and I had like a webcam to it. And I wrote a very simple script that uh, basically captures your face and marks marks your in or out timestamps when you enter or leave the office and calculates the payroll at the end of the day. So this was the very initial version. And and at that time, um, it was like a simple script that was running on this Raspberry Pi computer. And for beta testing, I, I, we just did a small test uh, in my father's office where, uh, you know, a bunch of employees were coming in and going out of the office and um, they were using this script to sort of mark their attendance. And it was working. It was slow. Uh, it was not very, uh, uh, you know, fast. It, it was not very, it does not, it didn't have like a lot of features. All it did was capture fees, mark in or out and, uh, you know, track attendance, but it was working. And that's when I realized that, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's just, uh, build and uh, build a, like a polished app, uh, that can run on a tablet or like an Android device that could be fixed at some, uh, you know, in the office and like, let, let's build a full fledged product out of this. And that's when I, I decided to take this uh, side project seriously. And uh, 
like over the uh, course of two to three months after that, we developed like an Android app that could be downloaded into an Android phone or, or a tablet. And employees of any office can can just like walk in front of the tablet. Their face automatically gets captured and their attendance is smart. And this, uh, we also built a web portal where uh, you can track the attendance of your employees. You can calculate the payroll. You can um, you know download all these CSV files where these uh, ins, outs, the total hours worked. Everything is calculated automatically. And this was working great. Um, so we started doing some sales. We had, uh, we got lots of uh, queries, lots of interest from factories um, because employees like in, in, in a manufacturing scenario, in a manufacturing factory, let's say, if, uh, one of the problems that employees face or the workers face there is they're not able to mark their attendance using their fingerprints because their hands are usually covered with dust and then it's, it's, uh, because of their environment, because of their working conditions. And so uh, we found a fit there. Uh, they're also, uh, you know, they needed a touchless biometric system and face recognition based attendance was working great there. So all of this changed. So uh, one of the days uh, we get a complaint, uh, we, we got a complaint from one of our um, clients and uh, he said that, you know, this morning I caught hold of one of our employees and he was marking his friend's attendance using his photograph that he was, you know, flashing using his mobile phone. And, uh, you know, he, he, he said that, you know, he's been doing this uh, sort of spoofing. So I, at that time, we didn't know this is spoofing. He said he's been doing doing this kind of uh, proxy attendance attempts, you know, for, for a lot of days now and our whole payroll is messed up. And then he said, can you do something about it? Like, this is, uh, this is a big loophole. Can you do something about it? And honestly, I did not have an answer uh, at that moment of time, but that's where it struck uh, uh, us that all right, face recognition at the very core is direct. A face recognition algorithm cannot tell the difference between a face, a, a real face, and its replica that might be printed on a photograph or or you know shown like a shown using a digital device. And face recognition algorithms can just match faces. They do not know whether the face that is shown to them whether it's a real human being or some kind of a replica. So this is where the idea of SpoofSense um, sort of came into fruition. And SpoofSense initially was a small part of that attendance app where every image that was coming in for uh, the attendance, we, we used to check whether this face is real or not. And it was a very simple algorithm in the uh, initial days. It was not very accurate. It you know, worked seven out of 10 times, but it was doing the job. And that's when uh, we, we realized the opportunity cost. We realized that, all right, Face spoofing uh, is a problem that is faced by enterprise of all sizes all around the world. Like face uh, detecting whether uh, an identity of a face is real, whether it's a real genuine human being or not. It's a big problem. And mostly in the BFSI sector, this this uh, loophole is causing lots of losses um, worldwide. So we realized the opportunity cost that lies here. And uh, that's when we decided to pivot from attendance to anti-spoofing and started working full-time on SpoofSense. So initially it started as a feature in our attendance app and now we're full-time dedicated towards building SpoofSense. So would you say you've now found uh, the product market fit and uh, who are the uh, who are your target customers? Sure. So right now we're working with uh, one of India's biggest video KYC providers. So video KYC is one of the biggest use cases for detecting whether a face is real or not. So video KYC is a neat way of uh, carrying out a 
know your customer using a video call and um, RBI has made made it mandatory to check whether the person whose video KYC is getting carried out whether that person is real or not and this is where SpoofSense comes in and, and we can detect using just one frame whether this person is actually dead like sitting behind the phone or, or it's some kind of a printed photograph of that person uh, presented by a fraudster in order to carry out some phishing. So uh, right now we're working with one of India's biggest video KYC providers and uh, providing them sort of liveness uh, detection capability for their suit. And um, they're in, uh, they have partnered up with uh, major banks in India and we're going to provide this sort of solution uh, so that they can make their stack secure. One of the uh, one of the, uh, the use cases that we've uh, discovered is dating apps. So, the problem with dating apps is uh, first of all, like uh, one of the major problems faced by dating apps is catfishing profiles. So, whenever uh, you build a dating profile, uh, you you can just pretend to be someone else and build a dating profile on behalf of someone else, and this is basically catfishing, which ruins the uh, ruins the whole experience of dating online, and in order to solve this, what dating apps are trying to do is, at the time of signing up, they ask you to click a selfie, and this selfie is matched with your profile picture, and then they put a um, blue check on your profile saying this is a verified profile. But again, the problem th uh, that is faced by dating apps is they do not have anti-spoofing while they're doing the space match process. They do not check whether this selfie not is being uploaded by the end user, whether it's their selfie or whether they're pretending to be someone else using that person's photograph and in order to prove this like in order to check whether uh, you know anti-spoofing is there or not we actually tried to hack into these systems we we pretended used printed photographs and we were able to successfully create fake profiles on these platforms so uh, then we reached out to the founders now we're also running pilots on some of the biggest uh, dating platforms in India so yeah uh, uh, we're in the initial, we're in the customer discovery stage. We have, uh, uh, you know, running a couple of pilots on India's, uh, one of India's biggest video KYC platform. And um, every day we are coming across a new use case that uh, we were overlooking. And soon, like, you know, in, in our customer discovery, we found that enterprise of also, this is a problem that is faced by not just like, you know, the BFSI space. Now, when everything is moving, Digital, uh, when when an identity, uh, a person's digital identity is sort of more important than a physical identity. It's more than uh, it's it's very important to check whether it's that person or someone pretending to be that person. So, SpoofSense has a variety of use cases that we still haven't discovered, and soon we'll be in that uh, product market fit stage uh, as we do more customer discovery and more pilots in the coming days. Explain the underlying technology a little bit. I also read that uh, you've talked about uh, passive uh, detection and uh, active detection when it comes to facial recognition for authentication. Tell us a little bit about this background and, and then explain to us uh, in sort of layman's terms how SpoofSense is able to do what it does. Sure. So there are two ways of detecting whether a person behind a camera, whether that person is a living human being or some someone trying to pretend to be that person using a printed photograph or um, you know a mask. So one of the ways, one of the simpler ways is active-based solution where you actually ask the user whether you're real or not. 
and how how can you do that so basically most of the active solutions present out there in the market what they do is they present a bunch of prompts they flash a bunch of prompts on the screen and these prompts are basically actions uh, like uh, you know they you, it can be like blinking five times or sort of rotating their phone or or you know smiling or something like like an active thing that the person can do so in order to detect whether this person is a living being and not a static image so these uh, all of these solutions fall under the umbrella of active passive liveness solutions active liveness solutions my bad no the problem with active solutions is first of all they record a video like a video is recorded and a video is nothing but a like lots of frames so the turnaround time for that is a lot also there are lots of scaling issues uh in in order to you know scale a video based solutions to uh, millions of users there are lots of issues that are faced uh, at the client side sometimes the lighting is not great sometimes the client is not um uh, able to keep up with the uh, instructions and the prompts that are you know flashed on uh, the the client screen also now uh, i'm pretty sure you're aware of deep fakes so deep fakes have become very notorious in the last couple of months uh you can generate a very high quality video of someone doing certain kind of action and basically use that as an attack and sort of bypass this active uh, live resolution so there are lots of lots of callings lots of shortcomings that an active live resolution has and right from uh, right from the uh, start we identified these sort of shortcomings and uh, we decided that we won't uh, we would not require the end user to perform certain kind of action we will make everything passive so spoofsense is completely passive in nature we do not record any video all spoofsense needs is just one image like one selfie that could be clicked uh, by the end user and using just one free we are able to detect with very high precision whether this face is genuine or some kind of a printed paper attack someone using like a tablet to show that uh, face or someone actually wearing like a 3d mask like they show in hollywood movies and pretending to be that person so using just free and and uh, the best part is uh, we do not process lots of frames so the turnaround time for us is very less it happens less in less than 2 seconds so it's almost real time and um so th- th- there's no friction involved uh, uh, unlike uh, active based solutions where the end user has to perform certain kind of action and wait for that result to pop up we are almost instantly able to detect whether this person is genuine or not so this is the sort of uh, this gives us lots of advantages over the currently existing active based solutions in the market and by making everything uh, completely passive uh, we are able to provide this detection in real time at very high precision let's say a large company is using your uh, uh, technology typically what would be the workflow a person stands in front of a camera uh, and then what does spoofsense do from that point onwards sure let's say a, a, an enterprise wants to secure their um, let's say web portal so we're building uh, they can simply integrate our api only takes a seven lines of code and they have to add that in their backend So the selfies that are clicked by their customers will be received at our backend, and our multiple AI models detect. Uh, so, so, so the process works like this. Um, so uh, the face is received by our AI models, and we have uh, we have different ways of looking at every face. So um, we we check how light gets reflected off real human skin versus something like a paper, something like a digital screen, something like a mask. 
Um, so one of our models just checks whether, uh, just checks how the light gets reflected off that uh, skin or, 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 you know, or a surface. Uh, one of our models detects whether this is a flat image, like whether this spoofing attack is a two-dimensional attack. Like let's say a fraudster is holding a, a printed photograph. That photograph will not have a depth dimension. It will only be 2D. So our algorithms are able to predict whether this space has a third dimension or not. And all of these algorithms, uh, all of these models together predict the score. And if this score is greater than a certain threshold, we say that the space is real. It's a genuine user. If the, the score is less than that threshold, we classify that face as a spoof. So an enterprise can simply uh, use this capability of our models using seven lines of code that can be integrated in their backend. And um, in real time, we are able to uh, return the predictions to the uh, to that enterprise and, and uh, we are able to say that uh, the space is real, it's genuine, you can allow that face to come into your pipeline. If if it's a spoof face, we alert the enterprise and there are, there are also lots of callbacks that we're developing in our uh, platform. So they can take some actions in real, real time, they can automate that process as well. So let's say they encounter someone um, trying to spoof, um, spoof their way to that platform, they can instantly block that attempt or they can put that on hold and check it later. So there are lots of callbacks that uh, we are providing in our platform. And uh, yeah, this is this is sort of like an end-to-end pipeline where we have like an ensemble of models and every model checks, uh, views the face in a different sort of angle. Like we, we check the reflections, we check the depth and then we are able to predict the final score. And what are what have been your uh, early findings uh, in terms of how accurate spoof sense is today? Sure. So, um, talking a little about our accuracies and and the error rates. So, there are two two things that we look towards. Uh, one is the false positive rate, and uh, the other is the false negative rate. So, false positives are basically uh, the samples that are classified that are falsely classified as real faces as real face, and false negatives are real faces that are falsely classified as negatives or spoofs. So SpoofSense has achieved you know, state-of-the-art accuracy on some of the major face anti-spoofing protocols uh, with the low, with very low error rates, uh, false positive rates and false negative rates. And the more data, the more real-world high-quality data we gather, uh, the better our algorithms perform because deep learning and, and most of the AI-based uh, algorithms are very data-hungry. And, and in order to make them robust and ready for the real world. We closely uh, we we uh, take very um, strict measures in how we are collecting these data sets. Um, we make sure that the kind of distribution we have it it, it generalizes on uh, the general audience. So there are lots of things while collecting a data set. Uh, uh, you know, we we make sure that human bias is not induced in that sort of uh, uh, collection process. Like let's say. If you're just collecting faces uh, off of people from North America, our, our algorithms will perform great on uh, on the people that live in North America and not, uh, uh, you know, people in Asia. So we make sure that, uh, that the kind of distribution of data sets that we have uh, is representative of the real world. And that's how uh, we make up our algorithms robust. Okay. Uh, one last question. Uh, You've already got uh, the backing of uh, 100x VC. I guess that in itself is a, a validation of your idea and uh, potential of uh, your technology. Uh, for you, what are your next big priorities, both in terms of uh, 
product and technology development and on the business operations side sure so yeah uh, um you know like this um we recently got funded from 100x and uh, post that we also raised uh, uh, another round of angel investment from angel investors and angel networks in india and uh, with 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 this seed round like uh, sort of like a round is now completed and uh, with this round the first of all we're getting our ai team together uh, right now it's it's a team of four people and uh, we're hiring across computer vision roles across uh, ml ops roles and we're, first of all we're getting our team together and besides that we've also uh, identified that you know spoofing is not just limited to a face uh, scenario there are a lot uh, this voice biometric spoofing as well just to give you more context um a voice biometric is becoming uh, you know it, it, it's gaining popularity and it's becoming accurate as well and earlier in in 2020 there was a voice spoofing attack where the fraudsters were able to siphon out 35 million dollars in uh, dubai so uh, uh it's it's we've realized that spoofing is not just limited to vision or our uh, face um we are slowly diving and researching more on and how we can make voice uh anti spoofing solution as well where uh we are able to detect whether a voice recording is actually genuine or someone trying to you know use algorithms or or recorded audio to record that audio in order to create a spoofing attack so we're uh, branching out in voice based anti spoofing then there are other products that we're working on uh, such as deep fake detection um deep fakes that i mentioned have become increasingly uh, to become increasingly notorious and fraudsters are able to create very high quality uh, attacks that can ruin anyone's uh, you know they they can do a lot of harm to that person and uh, in order to make Uh, the digital experience of any platform secure um, spoof sense will play a critical role uh, in detecting these sorts of attacks. So, yeah, product wise, we're uh, scaling out in voice anti spoofing and deep fake detection, and also building uh, for spoof sense. We're also building mobile SDKs. So, and then uh, you know, also also trying the open source op- open source uh, route as well. Where um, so th- there's no open source. Um, i'd say project you know who's with uh, on on which people are working on face anti spoofing right now so and uh, we want to leverage this uh, to increase the adoption for spoof sense as well um so yeah right right now um, we're focusing in in making our presence strong in the indian market and slowly since this is a global uh, problem we're uh, expanding our operations from in the asian pacific market and um, you know slowly doing like a global launch as well okay excellent uh, very interesting conversation kartik here thank you again for making time we definitely need to keep the conversation going thank you so much hari that was kartik here bharadwaj that's it for this briefing you can find all our podcasts on forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps i'm hari arkli thank you for listening